Bishus Arav, El Presidente, this week's Parsha, Parsha's Nasso. Within it, there's a very powerful Yisod, a vital lesson for the health of the world, the health and strength of Am Yisrael, and ultimately a Yisod that if we don't absorb it and make it our mission every single day, then we will fail our ultimate mission in this world as individuals and as a Klal which is bringing Hashem's light into the world and spreading the Or of Torah, bringing about the Geula Shlema. That's what we're here for. That's why we just celebrated Matan Torah over Shavuos. We were chosen for this very purpose, to heal the world from the Chet Eitzadas, to fix the world, to make it a place that's Zolche, to have the Shechina dwell in it, to have Hashem's presence in it. Tikkun Olam. It's a phrase that's often misappropriated, improperly defined as exclusively to do chesed, to help people, to help the impoverished and marginalized. Often we'll see tikkun olam signs at protest events vying for rights of certain marginalized members of our society here in America at least, using the term to serve a political or ideological agenda. And while of course doing gemilas chasadim is a part of tikkun olam, it's only a part, it's a piece to the puzzle. Throughout the generations, Klai Yisrael has placed emphasis on different imperative aspects of Yiddishkeit. Sometimes it's been Limut Torah, sometimes it's Chesed, other things. With that said, perhaps in this generation, loving and respecting others, despite how different they might be, is the number one challenge we face. Maybe we can suggest that. The world has been shrunken down thanks to social media, the internet, we're exposed to every culture, every ideology, race, and ethnicity in existence. We're all living amongst each other geographically. At least Kal Israel here in America, we have, you know, Sephardi, Minyanim, and just about every young Israel, at least in New York. And there's, there's no more Ashkenaz institution than the young Israel. And there's without a doubt lots of tension that exists in that relationship. I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand. I've heard things said by Ashkenazim against Sephardim and vice versa. It's difficult. I have my way. I've always done it my way. Here comes someone else or another group of people from another country, another culture. They speak a different language. They do things differently. They look differently. They eat different foods. Their houses look different. Well, they got to build a house like that. I like the houses like this, like the way we built them. And they come in and they build these houses. It's terrible. It's ruining the neighborhood. It's ruining the neighborhood that these Jews are moving in here, building these houses say other Jews. And even cross-denominational tension exists. I, I remember when a certain horrible event occurred a few years ago and a prominent member of the Jewish community said that it occurred to those group of Jews because they were celebrating something against the Torah. They were celebrating something horrible. And he said this very publicly as if, number one, he was sure that such a celebration actually took place when later it was revealed that it did not in fact take place. And number two, he was so confident that what he was saying was the word of God. When in fact, we see from this week's Parsha, it's the exact opposite. That believe it or not, humiliating and denigrating other Jews is actually counterproductive. Says the Medrash, that the Beis HaMikdash was to be built in Binyamin's Chelek of Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because Binyamin didn't participate in the sale of Yosef. And because the other Shvatim, the other brothers did participate in the sale of Yosef, which was considered an act of sinas chinam, baseless hatred. The Shechina can't dwell in their portions of Eretz Yisrael because they participated in this act of sinas chinam. Binyamin can because he didn't, he, he's, he's not involved in an act of sinas chinam. He wasn't involved in that act of sinas chinam. 
therefore explains the Shvile Pinchas. The Shechina can only dwell amongst Kla Yisrael if there's solidarity amongst Kla Yisrael. If there's going to be fighting, tension, humiliation, the presence of God can't rest amongst Kla Yisrael. As the Gemara Meseches Yoma explains that the second base of Migdash was destroyed, as we know, why? Because of sinas chinam, baseless hatred amongst Kla Yisrael, amongst Jews and their fellow Jews. We know the first base of Migdash was destroyed because of immoral behaviors of Odizara, sexual immorality, murder. But during the time of the second base of Migdash, that wasn't a problem at all. Kla Yisrael was learning Torah. They were performing mitzvos. They were mockpin on everything. They were super stark performing acts of chesed. So what happened? Sinas chinam, baseless hatred. Oh, big deal. They were complaining about people moving into the neighborhood. What's the problem? They were doing, they were learning Torah all day. How is that a big deal? Okay, a lack of, a lack of achdus, no big deal. What do we learn from this? That sinas chinam is equivalent to the three cardinal sins of vodizara, sexual immorality, and murder. That's the lesson over here. It says in Devarim, you are not children, you are children of Hashem your God, you shall not cut yourselves. Explains the Gemara in Yevamos. We are only considered Hashem's children when we're not cut and split into factions that do not coexist. When, we, when we're unified, we're Hashem's children. When we're cut and split, fighting, arguing, Pointing fingers, we can't be children of Hashem. Straight up in the Gemara. The reason why in Shemos it says that we can't make a Mizbeach from cut stone, says the Shvile Pinchas, it's because the Mizbeach is meant to unify and establish Shalom between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbana Shalom. So to go ahead and use iron cutting tools to build it would be antithetical to the purpose of the Mizbeach. Can't even use tools that, that harm that cause violence, that, that divide. So what exactly does all of this have to do with Parshas Naso? Says the Torah and Parshas Naso, V'yikravu Nesiyei Yisrael, Roshe Beis Avosam, Heim Nesiyei Hamatos, Heim Haomdim Al Hapikudim. The chieftains of Israel, the head of the, the, the Shvatim, namely the heads of the tribes, those who were in charge of enrollment, Drew near. Says Rashi, those, those Nesim, these princes, these heads of the tribes, who were they? Were they newly appointed? Were they just being appointed as Nesim now? Says Rashi, no. They were the princes of the tribes who were the guards over Mitzrayim and who acted as surrogates for all of Klai Yisrael when the Mitzrayim were angry that Klai Yisrael wasn't performing their work up to, their, up to the standards of the Mitzrayim. The Mitzvah were upset. Why is Klai Yisrael not performing their work properly? They were going to lay the hammer down. And who took the blame? Who took literally the beating? The Nesim, the head, the guards of the tribes, it says, the Shotre Bnei Yisrael, they were the ones to, go, to, to take the beating on behalf of all of Klai Yisrael. Shvile Pinchas points out that the Nesim, the, the Shotre Bnei Yisrael, as they were called in, in Parshat Shemos, in Sefer Shemos, the Nesim taking the hits for all of Klai Yisrael 
was a tikkun for the very reason Klai Yisrael were slaves in Egypt. According to the Gemara, as it says in Masech Shabbos, on account of the woolen tunic Yaakov gave to Yosef, his brothers became jealous, and the jealousy led to Sinas Chinam, which led to the sale of Yosef, which evolved into Klai Yisrael being enslaved in Egypt. So therefore, as, Hashem, as, as God, Moshe and Klai Yisrael, preparing the Midbar for their future as a nation in Eretz Yisrael, Hashem is making it very clear what he values as much as anything else. Selfless behavior on behalf of others. Selfless love. For no reason at all. Acts of unification and solidarity amongst Kla Yisrael. The Shotre B'nai Yisrael embodied this trait. Therefore, in this week's Parsha, they were being consecrated as the leaders of Am Yisrael, whose goal was to maintain the unity of Kla Yisrael. Who better than these individuals? So we should have Siyata Dishmaya to battle our Yetzahara, to overcome our egos, our doubts, insecurities, in order to be able to not judge one another and point fingers, accuse people, find faults. Instead, to appreciate one another, to respect one another for no reason other than Avas Chinam, which we learned in this week's Parsha, is, is arguably the most important thing that we can do. Of this, we should have zero doubts that we are doing the right thing. No leader of a community can convince anyone otherwise. And I can go on the record as, as saying that. No one can tell you that that's not the right thing to do. It is. And Bezrat Hashem, in the merit of this, in the schus of doing that, we should experience the Gula Shleim of Bimheir Everyone should have an amazing Shabbos.